Well, thank you for your time. It's great to have you on. Uh, I want to thank you for inviting me. Of course, I'm just excited, selfishly, to hear your story. And number two, share it with our incredible listening audience and our customers out there. Uh, guys, this, this uh, Tony's story is remarkable. Like I said, I did some show prep and, you know, I just, I want Tony to get into it. Tony, first of all, we have a lot in common. Number one, we love animals. Oh, good. Number two, we love food. And number <laughs> three, we like nice places that you, do you live in Carmel? Um, I live, um, I live in Carmel, but now it's, uh, I live in the beginning of Carmel Valley. But I work, in, I work in Carmel, which is two miles away. What do you do now? Well, um, for many, many years, I worked in the restaurant. Well, I should back up a little. Yes. First of all, let me, let me give you an introduction. Guys, this is Tony. Tony, pronounce your last name. Albano. A-L-B-A-N-O. Great. Well, Tony Albano uh, just has a remarkable story of, first of all, you know, you know, owning a restaurant, and he'll get into that. And then having a dream of wanting to be closer to his sister. And for those who know me out there, you know, family is everything. My brother's my heart, my sister's my soul. And they are really family and friends are the reason why we're all here today. And we can all relate to that. And I, I just, I, I, I love to hear these stories. So Tony, give our listening audience, uh, you know, a little background about how you got started and, and we'll kind of go from there. Okay. Uh, I, I would, I would, this is my first podcast and you have made me so comfortable. I feel so natural and easy to talk to you. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's, that's <laughs> what we want. That's why I never do any show prep. Good. Uh, very, very rarely. I just want to talk to you. I want to hear about your story and, and thank you so much. So okay. where did it, Tell me about your childhood. Where are you, where are you from? Well, um, I, I have a kind of a very interesting background. I grew up in Brooklyn. And in Brooklyn, um, the first place I remember was a tenement. And believe it or not, when we moved into the Brooklyn projects, it was a step up. The, it, we were the first tenants, and it was beautiful. And it, whenever I smell fresh paint, it brings me right back to having what I thought was the most biggest, beautiful apartment of my life. And um, I had a grandfather who had a nervous breakdown. And unbelievably, he was in a mental institution. When I was born, he snapped out of it and dedicated his whole life to me. It wow. There was, was no love greater than him. And he is still the greatest imp inspiration of my life. So back then, because I'm 68 now, back then the projects were made to give people a chance to own a home. And because of my grandfather, my mother and father both worked and it enabled, it enabled them to buy their first house. So we moved to Queens and we had our first house and I grew up and as a teenage, well, in my early years, I was a big New York Mets fan because I love underdogs and the, the Mets, I loved them from the beginning, was the worst team in baseball. And I believed in my heart and soul that someday we would walk in the sun 
And I was 14. And in 1969, my Miracle Mets pulled it off. So my dream came true. But after my dream came true, I felt like the Mets didn't need me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I gave them all I could and they made it. And I turned my interest towards music. And music is still my life, really. And I started writing songs when I was like 15 or 16. Um, It was during the folk music scene when you didn't have to have a good voice to perform. And as I got a little older, I started working at a deli. And the reason why I love working at a deli was because I got off at three o'clock and gave me the opportunity to go to Manhattan and perform and try out my new songs. Well, time went on. I thought I'd been at ex-Bob Dylan, but I didn't get discovered. I didn't get discovered. And it happened to be the man I was working for. He wanted to retire and he sold me his deli. Now, I never thought I was going to spend my life owning a deli. How's the corned beef at the deli, Tony? You got it. We always serve the pickle with it. You know that, Adam. Yeah. I like everything about that except for pickles. I'm not a pickle guy. Okay. But go ahead. I'll leave the pickle out for you. You got it. So is the deli still in business? Well, interestingly enough, that's good. We're going to get right to that point. I met my wife when I was 26. Yeah. And now we were a bunch of hippies. We didn't know what we were doing, but there was such a great, we put on quite a show for our customers and the food was good. And we, we were so fast at getting the people in and out for lunch. People used to come in with a stopwatch and time us how fast we could get you in and out for lunch. We were noted for the show we put on, the good food and the speed. But then I met my wonderful wife and lo and behold, she became the cook at the deli. Now, wow. Yeah, now the, deli, <laughs> now the deli rarely took off. Like I said, we were a bunch of hippies. We didn't know what we were doing. Or I should say, we didn't know how to really cook. My wife knew how to really cook. And then the deli took really off and there'd be a a line around the corner. But remember, we had speed on our mind and we got them in and out as fast as we could. Well, I'm 30 years old and a man comes in and says, I would like to buy your deli. I've lost my job. I worked for two companies. I gave them 10 years each of my life. I wanna own my own business and I wanna buy your deli. I said, well, you know, I'm very happy. And he told me how much he would give me. And I said, I have no education. All I've ever done was write songs and work here. And he told me how much he would give me. And I said, I don't know what I would do with the money because this is my life. When he left, my wife came out of the kitchen and said, who is that man? Like the Lone Ranger. And I said, oh, some man wants to buy the deli. And she said, how much... What did you say? I said, we're happy. She goes, well, how much does he want to give you? And I told her, she goes, we're not that happy. I go, we're not? She goes, we've never been that happy. So I called the man up the next morning. I said, Dennis, you can buy the deli. He said, what happened? I said, my wife said, I'm not happy. You can have the deli. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I love that story. (laughs) So, So my wife said, 
I know you have been married to this place since you're 19. You have never left the five mile radius here. She goes, my sister lives in California and I visited her many times before I met you. Do you think we could go cross country and visit her in Carmel, California? Well, I didn't have a job. I didn't have kids. So is that okay? Let's go. And we drove. And you had a bit of, you had some money. Yes, I had some money. <laughs> For the first time in my life, I had some money. And we drove out to California. And my wife asked me, um, we're supposed to stay a week. And then she said, can we stay a month? I said, okay, we don't have a job. We can stay here. And then she said, can we live here? I go, oh, Pat, please. I got to go back to New York and be miserable. This is too nice for me. She goes, please just give me the chance. So we drove back home and I promised I would try it for a year because I didn't think a New York guy like me could live in this most beautiful place in the world. I said, you know, I don't know if this is for me, Pat, but I'll give it a try. I gave her a year and now we've been living here for 35 years. And we got out here, Adam, and before I even knew it, I managed uh, a restaurant. And I was managing a restaurant and I realized I was almost becoming married to the restaurant. It's so like I was continuing the cycle. But then my wife had another thought, always listen to your wife is my motto, because yes. she's much cleverer than me. So yes. she said, I think you should be a waiter because you would be very good at it and you will make more money per hour and you won't have to dedicate all this time. Well, for 26 years, I've done everything in the restaurant. I've been a waiter, I've washed dishes. And, and then I, I must let you know, Adam, we moved out to California and everything in our life was really going wonderful, really was. But 2008, I lost my leg in a car accident. And in 2009, my wife lost her job and we had just bought a house and yeah. we, were, we were about to lose our house. Yeah. Houses here are very expensive. Very expensive. And we saw $300,000 go down the drain within months. I was so stunned and depressed. I looked at the wall for six months. Now my wife is quiet and shy, unlike myself. So she told me, Tony, you have had such a blessed, charmed life. Something good's gonna happen. I said, Pat, look at us. I'm missing a leg. You lost your job. We're gonna lose our house. I think we're finished. She goes, you'll see. It may come in the way of a phone call because we now live in the Golden State. She always calls California the Golden State. Well, the day before, New Year's Day on 2012, these people knew I loved dogs. And they called and asked if we want to watch their little dog right here <laughs> on New Year's Day. But I was still so depressed. I said, Pat, I, I, I can't meet anyone. I'm too depressed. I said, I, I, I go, I bet the people are happy. She goes, they are happy. They're celebrating New Year's Day. I go, Pat, I cannot meet any happy people. I am down, don't you understand? And she said, I cannot leave you in the house any longer, you're coming. Well, reluctantly, I went. And I went and I still had a cane 
and they lived in this big, beautiful mansion out here in the valley. I knew they were wealthy, and I walked up the steps with my cane. And Adam, I got to tell you, they were the loveliest, charming couple. They were about 80. They were so sweet, and out of the corner of my eye came this little white fluff ball of joy running right down the hall, right at me. And I looked down, and I looked at the man. I said, is your dog missing a leg? He goes, yes. I go, do you know I'm missing a leg? He goes, no, I didn't know that. So here I am, there I am with little Bree for that, that Sunday afternoon on New Year's Day. And I was still depressed. I got to admit, when we left, I, I told my wife, we're never going to hear from them again. They just couldn't find a babysitter for their dog. So, you know, on New Year's Day. So she said, I think you're wrong. I think these people like you and I think they're going to call you. Lo and behold, Mr. Mayall kept calling me and calling me and calling me to spend time with his dog. And I learned that Mr. Mayall did not leave the house in 2011 because he was afraid to leave. He promised the people at the dog shelter, I will never leave her alone. I promise you that. But his wife wanted to still live and they had the money and she wanted to travel. And she asked him, are we ever gonna live again? He said, not until I meet the right guy to take care of my little girl. So every time I went there, he, he paid me so much money, I was embarrassed. I said, you can't keep paying me this kind of money to watch a dog. He, he goes, you're worth it. You are giving me peace of mind. And if this works out, my wife and I are gonna live again. So it, this was unheard of, I heard. They went to Holland, France, the Orient Express, and he started paying me a very good monthly salary. And I told his wife, thank you, Mrs. Mayall. You, you have changed my life and my spirit. She said, my love, you have changed my life. I am going to live it to the hell. <laughs> Tony, I love your story. Guys, I can't get enough of it, so go ahead. So, so time goes on. I'm getting, now I'm getting closer and closer to this little girl, as you can see how relaxed she is with me. So we get closer and closer, and Mr. So, Mayles. So hold on, stop, stop. Okay. So you come over to their house every day? Whenever he wants me. Whenever he wants me, I go over there. Because I don't have a job, right. and I'm missing a leg. So, so I go there and pick up the little dog missing a leg. And he goes, there's still something bothering you. And I said, I must admit, we don't have jobs. And I'm afraid we're going to lose our house. And I, it took a lot for me to even admit this to him because I was trying to put on a happy face. And he said, I'll make a deal with you. If you promise me to take care of my little girl, I will take care of you. And he paid off my mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. I'm going to cry. I seriously <laughs> gonna, I'm crying. <laughs> That's unbelievable. It is. Now, now I must admit, he wrote out a check for $500,000. He only knew me six months. He paid off the house and he told me, he told me when the housing prices go back up, you can, you can pay me back. And all this was not done with any lawyers or legal things. We shook on it like men used to do. And he said, that's all I want from you. I'm getting older. I want to make sure you'll always be there for my little girl. 
And I go, Mr. Mayor, you have my word. We shook on it and, and my spirit came back. I was alive again. The burden of that house off my head and he was paying me monthly. And life went on. I got closer and closer to the door and he loved it. And I came back so alive that I, the performer in me came back. And whenever I would go visit, visit Mr. and Mrs. Mayol, they would say, tell me a story. And I would tell them like how I met my wife, how I got to, I've had an amazing kind of life up till everything broke and I had my darkest hour. And then he tells me, okay, he, he called me Anthony. He was a very formal man. He said, he called me Anthony. He said, the next step is we got to get your stories and a little book. I go, how are we going to do that? He goes, I'm going to take care of everything. And he, and then I said, really? I go, I'm, I'm not a author. I'm just a storyteller. That's, I told him, I'm just a storyteller. He goes, no, no, no. Your stories are going to get in a book. So he said, there's one catch. And I go, what is that? My dog has to be on the cover. I go, that's easy. So right here. Tony, you got to send me a... You got to send me a copy of the book. Oh, I have three. This first book is called Life is a Bumpy Road, because I hit some bumps in the road. I told you that was. And this book in the beginning talks about the miracle story, like the Miracle Mets, how Bree came into my life and how those two older people really saved my sanity, really, I should say. And then there was a, a point a couple of years ago where I was housebound again because I couldn't get the right leg fit. So I had someone come here and I came out with a book called A Leg to Stand On because that's what I needed, a leg to stand on. And I think I got a little better about, I was learning more about writing and stuff like that. Now I must tell you, in the back of my mind, my confidence was growing. I mean, these two people changed my whole life. And here's what happened, Adam. I have. Sorry, I cannot thank you enough. This is so awesome. Guys, <laughs> I got to tell you, I've done a lot of podcasts in my life. I've met a lot of great people. Uh, and I, I got to tell you, I, I, this is a real gift. This is a real. I got to I gotta have Pat. Where's Pat? I want to bring. Oh, Pat is pretty shy. I do have, believe it or not, I have a publicist now. <laughs> Come on. Her name is Nancy, and she's she arranges anything with technology for me because I'm lost. As my wife would say, we've been married 42 years. She said, all you do is talk. <laughs> she said, all you do, and I'm going to keep talking. Now, when I met my wife, I told her a secret story that I could not tell anyone because I didn't want to hurt the main character of something that happened, happened to me. In 1969, when I was 14, I told you about the Miracle Mets. Yeah. Well, I've been working on the book for 30 years, but every time it got too personal, I just couldn't go over the line to, I felt like I, I would be betraying the person, the, the person by telling that secret that happened to us in 1969. I felt like it would be disloyal and I would ruin her career. And I promised her I would never tell the story. 
and I waited 50 years. I kept my promise. And, um, and this is my secret story. It's called Cherish. A New York teenager and a nun learn about love. And that was me. We spent the summer at Shea Stadium rooting for my Miracle Mets. And the woman involved changed my life. She was a nun. That was unheard of. It was the first year nuns didn't wear habits at the school. So she was in regular clothing. And we spent, she was in a convent. She would order that car. And on September 8th, my first day in high school, I called her. I said, Mary, if we don't go to the game tonight, all, all this time we spent watching these Mets, it'll all go to waste. We've got to go tonight. I couldn't let my parents know about the nuns, so I went to a phone booth and I called her. And she said, Tony, I cannot get the car. The nuns are very upset with me. <laughs> getting the car so much. I go, Mary, you got to get the car. I'll call you back in 15 minutes. She goes, I got the car. And we went and saw the greatest game in my life. The Mets won three to two, beating the Chicago Cubs. And, and I used to tell Mary as the summer went on, we'll get the momentum at the end. And after that game, she goes, do we have the momentum? I go, no, now it's destiny. Now we have destiny. And you can read about it and cherish. Like I said, I never shared the story. For 50 years, I held true. And um, you'd have to read the book. We, there were some difficult times when it all ended. But uh, you'll read. Um, we stayed friends. She left being a nun. And I went to her wedding. So that's the story about Mary. Yes. Um, I have so many questions. Tell me about Bree. Okay, Bree, my three-legged friend is right here. I've been with her since January 1st, 2012. Mr. Mayall, the man who saved my life, he passed away five years ago. And Mrs. Mayall just passed away in September. And of course, of course, they left Bree to me with a, a little money in the will. And if you don't mind, can I show you something, Adam? I don't mind anything. Could you hand me that fancy breeze photo? So here, Adam. So did the males have any kids? They had kids my own age, but he didn't trust the kids with Bree. Only me. He, <laughs> thought, he thought because we were both missing a leg, we belonged together. So anyway. Um, this is the greatest story. I <laughs> swear to God, this is the greatest story. Well, Adam, um, I, I knew I have to, Tony, I gotta meet you. <laughs> oh, we're gonna meet. We're friends forever now, Adam. So I, 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 I knew a man in Texas who was a great artist, and Mrs. Mayall's favorite photograph of Brie, um, she gave it to me, and I sent it to the artist. And this is the portrait he gave of Brie. And I was able to give this to her. She only enjoyed it for six months. It's a beautiful portrait of Brie. It almost looks like a photograph. And she passed It does away. look like a photograph. It's amazing. His, uh, I hear his artwork is hanging in museums in, in Texas. Now, Mrs. Mayall passed away September 6th. So she only got to enjoy it 
for six months. But um, when I went to get Brie and they called me immediately, her children thought I should have this and they gave it back to me. Thank you. So, Wendy, so, so say that when you got, when did you, when, uh, so she passed. Yes. What year? Uh, last September, five months ago. Right. So you, you've had brief as your dog for longer than that. Oh, much longer. But she literally became my dog when Mrs. Maywell passed. That was part of the whole plan that when they pass, we want you to have her. And yes. yes. But but did did they come and visit Bree? Well, they live so close, we kept going back and forth. They, yeah. only, they only live a half mile away from me. They live in a mansion, I don't. But anyway, uh, um, he would just call me and say, come pick up Bree, I wanted to spend time with you. And he said, I want you to know you're gonna have her with, when we leave this earth. And um, here we are. Now, tell me about, I mean, you, I, I am so happy for them and I'm so, so happy for you. And I'm so, so happy for Bree. And I'm so, so happy for your wife, Pat. I mean, I, yes. this, this is remarkable. Yes, thank you, Adam. So this all happened from that one phone call on on New Year's Day 2012. And um, I, I have Nancy here. She doesn't want me. How much more time do we have, Adam? Well, we're scheduled for an hour, but we could go longer. I mean, I, well, I, mean, I am, I mean. I just want to know what time is it, how, how what time is it now? It's about 1.35. Oh, so we have some time. Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know how long we've been talking. I talked so much, I lost track. No, <laughs> and it's, but it's it's so beautiful. I just, I, 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 so tell me, like, you know, obviously, the the you know, Brie is your hobby. Your wife is your hobby. How are you? Are you are you on TV shows? You write books. How do you interact with people? I mean, you're the nicest, most loving, <laughs> dedicated, loyal, you know, tell, tell us about that. Well, I am a host two days a week at that restaurant where Mr. Martinez found my book underneath because the president of the company of the restaurant said, if ever you want, after I lost my leg, I was out for quite a while. Did, so you back up and I want to stop. Take me through your accident and, and your mindset. I've been in a chair since I, I have cerebral palsy. It's a birth defect. I'm not going to get any worse from it. I'm not going to die from it. Um, I, I got my first power chair when I was five years old. Wow. I was diagnosed with cerebral palsy when I was two. You know, I say that my brothers, my heart, my sisters, my soul, growing up, my parents and my family, they knew that I was special. Not because I'm in a wheelchair, but because the heart that I have and the love that I have for people and the love that I have for life. Now, yeah. I've, been, I've been in a chair my whole life and never had the opportunity to walk. I don't know what it feels like not to be able to walk or have it taken away. I'd like to think that I would have the same tremendous loving attitude that I have. And as positive as I have, we've all gone through challenges 
Um, sadly, I lost my wife in 2015 to cancer. Uh, you don't move on from that. You just move forward. And then in 2016, my brother was uh, involved in a serious accident. Somebody actually broke into his house oh. and he actually got shot. Oh. And, and my brother has been a fitness enthusiast, loves sports. And growing up, like my brother, I love sports and I love family. And I, we always, we had the greatest family in the world and everybody's got a great family. When you get a chance, uh, you need to Google my dad, Barry Bremen, Barry Bremen. Nancy's ask, writing it down for me. Yeah. Ask Nancy to do it. You gotta, yes. you gotta watch this documentary. Have Nancy pull it up. It's okay. called uh, the great imposter and me. I would highly recommend you watch that. My well, dad, he passed away in 2011 with cancer. My mom lives in Scottsdale, Arizona. I actually live out in Miami, Florida. Our business is located here in Southern California. I'm in California now. Uh, but during this, this uh, helping my brother rehab, yes. we couldn't go, we, he was so badly deconditioned, he couldn't go out to dinner. Oh. So we had a friend of ours who uh, likes to cook. And so our friend was kind enough to come over a couple nights a week and cook for us. And so at the time I was 80 pounds overweight, didn't like how I looked or how I felt. And so I started to make changes to my diet. And I got into the pool every day, Tony. Yes. And I said, I said, this is great, but I got to make some changes. So I made some changes to my diet. And that's where we got the inspiration for Can Do and yes. the, these terrific bars because growing up, it was always going to be, let's focus on what Adam can do, right. not what he may or may not be able to do. And you certainly illustrated that attitude and overcome so much. And I certainly don't want to spend time talking about myself. I yes. want to talk more about you, but I wanted to give some context Yes. Uh, about, you know, just overcoming adversity and using, you know, loved ones as your rock. For example, Pat, yes. you wouldn't be here without Pat. Absolutely. You're right. And, and but but you just continually kept your head up and just kept plugging away, even in downtime. Uh, yes. You know, how did you get through? I mean, you, you mentioned Pat so many times. I'd love to love to give her a hug and love to just say thank you for, you know, being there for you and for so many people. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. And when the show is over, Nancy's going to order, order some keto bars for me. Oh, great. I don't know what I'm doing, but Nancy will do it for me. Right. And I want to let you know what you just said, what I've been working on, um, because Bree and I are both missing a leg, mothers come out and meet us while we're walking and they take photos of us because they're teaching their kids just because the man's missing a leg and the dog's missing a leg doesn't mean they're defected or don't be afraid of them. They may look a little different, but they've got it. And that gives me a lot of hope. Now, I also want to say, um, Adam, I, I, I got so woken up that I now perform my stories all, all over town and I'm trying to branch out with Nancy's help. 
And interestingly enough, when the, the little book came out, I met a man at CVS and I don't know why, I just liked him. I gave him one of my books and, and he brought it home to his daughter. I didn't know this. I didn't know this. And he said, my daughter read your book and was so touched. She wants to know if she could write to you because there's something she wants to tell you. And I said, sure. And she said, he said, I told my daughter, Kate, that you're a nice person. I'm sure it'd be fine to write to you. And what she wanted to tell me is that she's a lovely young lady. She's 28 and beautiful, but her legs are twisted and she's been having all these operations. So we meet for coffee to support one another. And when we're out, me, Bree and Kate call ourselves the leg brigade. And Nancy, because remember me and technology don't get along. Nancy has made me a website and I have a blog and all this is new to me. And if anybody's interested, they could visit me at Tony Albano storyteller.com and I, I guess you could read my blog and about me and you could purchase a book but Nancy handles all that all I want to do is talk well I, I, I want you to talk some more <laughs> I, I, I love it and you know that's why I, I'm, I'm so grateful for everything that's happened in my life as difficult as it is you know, there's so many wonderful opportunities that came about because of my life. And I'm really, really honored to be able to have the bars because I've always said that the snack bars that we have and you'll try them, you'll order them. Uh, and I, 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 I'm certainly gonna send you some and a t-shirt to wear. Okay. But the, the point of it is I'm so grateful selfishly because the bar is a platform to meet so many wonderful people like yourself. And I will tell you that our bars taste great. You don't have to be a diet person. Right. You have to, and I'm excited to get your honest feedback. I always say, if you like the bar, that's great. But if you don't, that's great too, because I got a chance to meet somebody like you. And I always say, cheer for people and people will cheer for you and there's yes. no bigger cheerleader than you tony so i i mean it, it it's just you know i i just love it you know and i also and i i know that i'm going on a tangent i you know whether people are religious or not you know that's great but i i believe that i was put in this position because somebody knew that i could handle it and, Very good. I love yeah, that too. Yeah, you know, and I love religion for people that love religion. Right. And I think that it's great for people that love religion. And but I'm all about that. And I embrace being in a chair. And I understand that people are gonna look at me differently. And I understand people are gonna ask questions, but that means that they're curious and they want to know more. And I feel as do you, I can already tell that you have that obligation and that warmth to explain it and to embrace yeah. it. Because when you embrace a challenge and when you do that, you'll be better off. And I always, I always say that um, vulnerability is the biggest sign of strength. 
You got that right. You know, Adam, I like to tell you, you're asking me how I spend my time. There was a man a little older than me. He was a very good friend, the the most wonderful man I've ever met in my life. Well, I I was housebound and and, um, in my house, and he visited me every day, Monday through Friday, and, and he helped me along so my wife could at least bring some money into the house by working. And what happened was that as we as I went on and I was feeling like I could do more, I promised this older man that when I feel up to it and I could do it and help other people, I promised him, I know he, I told him, I know you'll probably go before me, but I'll let you know now. I am going to do good for people. And I didn't know what I was going to do, but my grandfather, who was very inspirational to me, um, I didn't know what I should do with my time, especially after promising my good friend Don that I will do good with my life, that I got this little one and I passed the nursing home and I said, that's it. I used to visit my gramps in a nursing home. And I'm going to visit people in nursing homes and walk in with this little one. And amazingly enough, when we go into a room, she knows if the person either has their mind or their body or their mind or the body or their mind. And she acts appropriately. So I'm trying to pass it on and do good things, you know, in Dawn's honor. And I'll be doing a show March 12th. Nancy wants me to tell you, at Riverhouse Books, she helps me so much because Pat left the house because she's shy, and Nancy lets me just talk. <laughs> <laughs> and that's great. Uh, Tony, uh, tell me about your grandfather. Why, why was he such an inspiration, and what, what tools did he leave you? Oh, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, my gramps... Um, had a lot of difficulties. He was missing a leg like me, which is amazing. Statistically, that my gramps was missing a leg and I'm missing a leg and the dog is missing a leg. We all hit the trifecta. Now, he lost, his leg. <laughs> he lost his leg when he was 17 years old in an elevator accident. It was in the turn of the century. So I only knew him missing a leg. I didn't know. And like I said, well, he got married and his wife said she will be home for Christmas. And she never came back and left him with two kids, my mother and my aunt Jeanette. They were five and three. And it spun him into a depression and a nervous breakdown. And I guess the inspiration is that when I was born, I mean, they tried medicine, shock treatments, whatever was available during those days, and they couldn't believe that his nickname was Juicy because he always chewed juicy fruit gum. <laughs> and, and, and anyway, they couldn't believe Juicy came back when the kid was born. And believe me, he called me the kid for, for my entire life. And I had two grandfathers, of course, on my father's side, that grandfather taught me he didn't like people very much. He was a tough man. 
taught me how to care and love and treat animals. Now my Gramps, he was a softy. He treated me how to take care of people and love them and be kind and, and always do the right thing. And interestingly enough, when I was growing up, there was a, a kid named Richie and Richie had a terrible rash on both of his arms, kind of like psoriasis. And because of that, he had no friends. Everybody was afraid uh, of that. Now, my mother was very young when she had me. So um, I forgive her for some of the things she did. I forgive her for everything she, she did. But she told me to stay away from Richie because I would catch a disease from him. When my grandfather heard that, he took me in the other room and said, did you tell me that Richie doesn't have friends? I go, yes, yes, Gramps, that's true. And he goes, that's the kid I want you to play with. I said, really? I go, but my mother said I'll catch a disease. He goes, don't listen to your mother. You're not going to catch a disease. You go play with that kid. He needs you. And I remember playing with him. And I was thinking of my grandfather when our arms would brush against one another. You know, it, it did look pretty horrible and everything, but I made sure I never flinched because I didn't want Richie to feel badly like he was an outcast. And I always told my mind, just take it, take whatever he throws at you, but don't make this kid feel bad. And my grandfather was always proud that I did the right thing. You did the right thing and you've always done the right thing. I try. You try. I tease Nancy a lot though. <laughs> what what uh and you you've given people so many advice what's the one thing that you hang your hat on do you have a quote do you have something that kind of resets you or or talk about like what what bit of advice would you give to to somebody that's listening to this podcast for the first time obviously we're all going to be listening to it for the first time but what would you what would you tell somebody that's been through a lot and, and what's something that you hang your hat on? Well, I would like to tell you, I now feel that losing my leg was the greatest gift I ever got in my life. It made me such a better or compassionate person. It's a gift to be missing. Yes. A leg. It's a gift. Yes. And I'm out there running around. I say, I say that about being in a chair. Right. Obviously, obviously logistically, it would be better it would be easier from, from a logistic standpoint, but there's no way that I would have the perspective and love of people and love of life and just appreciation right. to be here and to focus on the good versus right. the challenge. So go ahead, talk more about that. Well, I, I wanted to say that I, I am now an amputee like 20 years and I call it a gift because when I look back a little, I think I was um, being a little in my brain, a little too egotistical. And I tell you, if anything is going to level your ego, it's the car accident, housebound, losing your leg. And it, I, I always feel like I was a good person because of my gramps and the teachings. But this really, this um, upped my game. Losing the leg really up my game to really see and listen 
to people in need. And I, I, this is one of the things I live by. This is just me. Whenever I speak, I like to end my performance by telling people when they eat their fruits and vegetables tonight, please think of the people that harvested these fruits and vegetables for you. They're, they're not migrant illegal aliens. These are people that are doing jobs that Americans won't do. So before you go persecuting these people, you ought to get out in the field and try and see if you could do that for eight hours in the boiling sun. And because I'm a music nut and I did the eulogy for Bree's mother, Lois, and I always live by, may God bless and keep you always. May your song always be sung. <laughs> Wait, may God bless and keep you always. May your song always be sung and may you stay forever young. And I kind of live by that motto. Well, Tony, I, I just... Uh, yes, that is by Bob Dylan, of course. Yes. Who, who influenced my life tremendously. Now, I have a little surprise for you. Are yes. you ready? Of course. I, 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 well, I was going to say, I hope you're sitting. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy's laughing. Nancy's laughing. Nancy, you're okay. I want to get Nancy out here. Will she come out so I can just say hi to her? Yes, let give her one minute, but she wants to tell me something. She wants me to tell you this first, and then she's going to come in, okay? Okay. Nancy wanted me to remember this, to surprise you. I have something to tell you that's going to shock you. Are you ready? Yes. When I am working at the restaurant Thursday and Friday at a host, I meet a lot of people. And one day, unbelievably as it sounds, I two nice people were sitting at the bar. I don't even know why I said this. I said, I'm about to be on my first podcast. This man, Adam, has invited me. And they said, really? I go, well, I've never been on a podcast, but it's really about is what you can do and what not what you can't do. And they go, are you talking about Adam? I go, yes. She goes, I know Adam. Her name is Bridget. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know Bridget? I know Bridget. Oh, my God. I I've been holding Bridget. this in the whole time. What do you mean? I, I didn't want to hit you right away. <laughs> but Nancy, Nancy kind of waved the pocket when it was time. To hit you with that. I know Bridget. And Tony, she, I'm going to call her right after that. I love it. Okay. She told me all about you. She told me all about your father and everything. Oh, I, my God. That's the greatest thing yeah, I've ever seen. I know. And I told her that I was going to be on. And I and I said, I, I've been holding this in ever since I met her months ago. There were moments when I was going to have Nancy write to Annabelle and tell her about Bridget. But then Nancy said, why don't you save it for Adam? So Nancy would you say, well, now wait a minute, Adam. I love Bridget to death. I well, love her to death. Now Nancy is very shy and I never thought she would come into the picture here, but this is my publicist. 
Nancy, how are you? I am great, Adam. It's so nice to meet you. Nancy, it is so nice to meet you. You guys have made my week. Oh. You've made my, I, I will never forget this day as long as I live. Uh, oh my God. It's, I, I, I got to ask this question. Yes. How did you guys connect? How did you guys meet each other? Me and Nancy? Yes. Well, Nancy lives over here by my complex. And Nancy, write, Nancy is a good writer, not like myself. All I do is talk. <laughs> Nancy knows how to write. And she got a little job. And she writes personal people stories in the Quail Call. It's called the Quail Call. It's a newsletter, a monthly newsletter. And somehow or another, the lady who really started it told Nancy, I think the first person you should write about is Tony Albano. So Nancy contacted me and I had to meet her. I never met her before. And she wanted to learn more about me and wrote the story. And then I start, my brain started thinking, I have no technology skills. How can I, how can I, you know, all I want to do is perform. So I asked Nancy if she would be willing to help me and work with me. And Nancy said, absolutely, I will help you. And, and here she is. She saw to my website and blog. I, I have to tell you, um, Adam, Tony has changed my life because- Well, he's changed my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just, uh, he's an amazing person. Pat is, is equally wonderful. And um, I had put my writing career on hold for quite a number of years until I retired. And so doing the newsletter and meeting Tony um, has just reignited my writing, which I love to do. And he's given me the opportunity to do that. So he has influenced so many people. Um, he's very, very loved in this community and I'm one of them. So well, did you <laughs> he's, like, he's like the mayor. I can't <laughs> get out and uh... hey, yeah. always tells me I'm the mayor. And when we find the parking yeah, spot. You know, and, and that this is funny, I, uh, you know, I love my wife, Rachel, and, and you know what? And, you know, she passed away in 2015, like I said. She was always, you know, she was into public policy, and she always wanted me to run for politics because my love and enth enthusiasm and joy for life and for people. And, and um, it's just, she always said, you're the mayor. And so yes. it's... It, it, That's it, funny, and Adam. And, and people always say... You know, I, I'm the mayor wherever I go, and it's just <laughs> that's it's, what tells us about me. Yes, it's it's um, it tells me you have the most amazing charm life. The way she says, just when doors close, they open for you, and you blow in and out of spaces. Oh, Adam, Nancy didn't want this podcast to end without bringing up Bridget. So I guess have we you, have you ran into Bridget again? Have, no, I haven't. I, I have not. I did meet her with her husband, and Nancy put up the placard to remind me before before I ran away and forgot. But I had Bridget on my mind, and I've been holding this in for months. I, I I'm, I'm literally like as soon as we get off this call. Yes. yes. I'm I talk to Bridget maybe three, four times a year, and I text with her, you know, probably ten times a year. But she is phenomenal. I I, I love her to death, and, and she we, loves you. 
she's yeah, what what a what a what a crazy story. That, that's unbelievable, Tony. I, I've been holding you this guys, in for you. Uh, we, I, I'm coming a million percent to Carmel. Okay. I, I may come there like the 13th or 14th. I gotta, I gotta see you guys. Oh, I, you got I gotta it. take. I, I gotta in touch with me. No, you gotta, Nancy. You gotta send me Tony's information so we can go out to dinner with Bridget. I'm yes. Gonna, I'm gonna come down there before I go back home to Florida. I gotta okay. see you guys. I, I have to. Now, Adam, I got a question for you. Yeah. When uh, Nancy takes all of this care of it for me, when will this podcast be shown? You know what? Uh, great question. So I'm not a tech guy either, but Annabelle is great at all this stuff, and so is Nick. So what they're going to do is they're going to edit the video, and as soon as it's done and ready to be shown on our website and wherever we can podcast it or wherever we can broadcast it, we will. And of course, I will let you know. I will okay. tell you that that our fan base is growing every day from yes. incredible customers um, and, and just incredible people. Um, so um, okay. it's all good. But you know, we will be in touch, and I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna do my darndest to come out at you oh, know. Now you got to now. I mean, I'm, I'm coming. Great for dancing, Pat, me, you. Yes. How old is Brie? Brie? Um, I met Brie when she was under a year old, and now she's 12. And she looks like you because she slept through the whole interview. Is she a Bijan? We don't know. She's from the shelter. The man got her from the shelter because she was missing a leg, but people think she's mostly poodle. I also have another unique. So my wife is Rachel, and her mom is an amputee. Oh my God! Can you believe that? That's four. Wow. It's unbelievable. You shocked me, and I shocked you with Bridget. Yeah, it's it's truly unbelievable, and I'm still very close with her family today. Uh, I talk to them all the time, uh, and, and you know. Uh, <clears throat> That's just that's just very cool. Uh, Tony and Nancy, I cannot thank you from the bottom of my heart, guys, for you to spend an hour and six minutes with me. <laughs> it, it is it is truly unbelievable. And to drop Bridget's name in here, wow, yes. wow, 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 wow. Interestingly enough, when Nancy started working with me. She said, we got to try to get you on some podcasts. And then you came along and Nancy says, there's our first one. Yeah, well, you need to be on a lot more podcasts. I hope, Nancy, tell her. <laughs> yeah, no, I, we're working. Yes. We're I mean, Nancy, I'm, and this is no disrespect to me or our customers at all. I'm just getting started. I don't do podcasts. I, you know, I, I'm me and I love to just meet people. I just... Maybe, I mean, Tony doesn't really do social media or anything like that, but people tell me all the time, Adam, you just got to run the tape because, you know, <laughs> literally just walk around with a video camera and just <laughs> tape everything that Tony does because it is, it, it is, his heart is gold. Yeah. Absolutely gold. And it comes from the best of the best places 
And, and Tony, I cannot thank you enough. I cannot um, thank you enough. Well, the I pleasure can't. is all, all mine. Let me, let's, uh, uh, for our listening audience, they'll cut it in. How do you get a hold? How do you, first of all, can I be on the, the can you put me on the email new, uh, newsletter and, you know, anything like that, Nancy? Sure. Sure. I, I think yes. if Nancy kept in touch with Annabelle, with Annabelle right. that would help me and you just be able to talk. Yes, <laughs> for, for sure. Whatever whatever information you need from me, Nancy, or working yes. with Annabelle, whatever you need, I just, I'm going to work on getting uh, up there to see you guys. Okay. Oh, Adam. I, wait, oh, I, I do want to, I do want to connect with you guys. I want to link on Tony's website to your website, if that's okay. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll I'll I'll get that done pretty soon on the website and we'll write up something um about the podcast on the website as well. And uh, he's got a lot of followers on Facebook, hundreds of them, thousands <laughs> of them. I don't know. Which another woman had started uh doing for him. So uh, he gets a lot of uh, publicity, so hopefully we can yes. give you a lot of publicity Thank as you. well. That well, lady moves away, and I, I was lost when she moved away, but I got Nancy. <laughs> you know, obviously, what 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 do you hope to accomplish with the platform that you have? Well, what I'd like to accomplish, of course, is is sell some books and get more gigs. Where I could perform and Nance and get on podcasts and and I well actually I, I here's the deal I am known around town like I'm the mayor <laughs> but I'm still stuck in Carmel and with Nancy's help maybe I could branch out a little. Right? Do you want to travel anywhere? Do you want to go places? I would. As a matter of fact, I met a man at the restaurant the other day and he asked me. Apparently he was very wealthy and he said, would you travel if I took care of it to perform for my guests in Lake Tahoe? And I said, yes. Perfect. That, that's great. That, that, that's just the best. This has been great, Adam. Tony, thank you so much. Thank you, Nancy. And thank I cannot you. wait to, to have you guys uh, for dinner. With yes. Bridget and her family, oh, it's, it's incredible. It is incredible. Adam, can Nancy give you, with, through Annabelle, my cell phone number? Of and course. A, and, yeah. and, I, I, I'll give you my number, or you can just do it through Annabelle, whatever's comfortable for you guys. I want to support and be a cheerleader any way that I can. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll reach out to Annabelle then after we're done. That sounds terrific. Okay. Guys, you were absolutely phenomenal. This was I great. I cannot thank you enough. Incredible. I'm, up. I'm ready to go. Right. She's okay. always telling me to calm down. No. <laughs> my, my, brother, my brother tells me that too. He's like, Adam, you can't be so loud all the time. I'm like, That's what I'm, she tells me. I'm like, buddy, this, I agree with you, but this is who I am. Yeah, you guys. And you know what? Right. Yes. <laughs> this is you know we're 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 kindred spirits, spirits, my that. man. And, yes. And, and, and I just I I love it. I absolutely love it. This is why we have created Can Do. Yes, the bars taste great, and I never want to take away from that. But this this is why I do what we do, because this is why I do what I do. Because <laughs> and. and 
you know, and it's just, it's such a gift for me to be able to connect with people like you. That this has it, been wonderful. Like it, it, as much as you liked it, I liked it 10 times more, Tony. <laughs> I don't know, and, I'm, and, pretty, I'm pretty high on this right now. Yes. I don't know Nancy will be able to deal with me the rest of the day. She yes. didn't deal with me I, on her. I can go home. She'll be back soon. So. Yes. She can't deal with me on a regular day. She's probably going to leave. No. <laughs> well, Nancy, thank you for putting up with both of us. Yeah, right. we, we, we love you tremendously. I already know that. Oh, thank um, you. Thank you for being such a great platform and a great, great friend to Tony. There's no, word, there's no words that express how thankful he is. Uh, because yeah, because because of you and I know the feeling is mutual, but uh, when you meet, yeah, I want to let you know if ever you want to do this again, let me know down the road. We'll be back. I, I can't wait to meet Pat. Okay, yeah. next yes. time we'll make her stay. She's a sweet. Yes, girl. she's very shy. She's not. That's that okay. Shy. I won't say a word to her. We're arguing already. She's Adam. not that shy. She's, she's shy. shy. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm sending lots of love to you. Let me know when you place the order for the bars so I can yes. get your address. Okay. We want to we want to send you a t-shirt yes. and, and and some other things. Even though you're going to order the bars, I'm going to take care of the order. It's yes. my gift to you guys. Thank you so so much. Oh. Sending big hugs, Adam. Okay. Um, Nancy will mail you my books. Okay. Well, he could get them when we go out. If it's no, no. You you hold the books because that will that will uh, that's a responsibility I have to meet you in person. Exactly. And you have, you, you, have, you, have my, right. <laughs> you you have my word. I'm coming to see you probably mid March. Okay, sounds great. But but we will be in touch on that. Okay, okay. Adam. When I leave every show, I always say peace and love. Peace and love. Thank you guys. <laughs> Okay, Bye, brother. Yeah. Hey, one question I do want to ask, and I usually ask this and you've answered it, so they're going to edit it, but what's your biggest can-do moment? What are you most proud of in your life, Tony? What am I most proud of? Yes. What is your biggest can-do moment? My biggest can-do, that one is I could do all of this and I feel like I feel like this is the greatest opportunity in the world, losing my leg, and I still feel like I'm growing younger every day. That's incredible. You're the <laughs> best, buddy. I love you. I'm getting younger every day, baby. Yeah, I love it. I okay. love it. You enjoy. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you, Nancy. Adam. Please be in touch. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. Thank you. You guys Adam. are great. Thank hey, you. Hey, Bridget. Okay. You got it. I'm calling her within the next half hour. Okay, thank Annabelle for being so kind and feeling uh, back and forth and letting me kind of do this as well. Yes, will do. That's great. So, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Can yep. okay. do, baby. Okay. All right. Okay, awesome. thank you. Bye-bye. Yep. Peace and love. Peace and love.